0: Welcome to the Learn, Liken, and Lift podcast. I'm your coach, Carrie Hickenlooper. Let's get started. Episode 160 Walls Built by Their Own Hands. Welcome. Welcome to the Learn, Like, and, and Lift podcast. And before I get started today on today's Book of Mormon topic, I wanted to let you listeners know that I'm going to be starting my coaching program for young women. Ages 14 to 18 is usually the ages I work with. Every summer, I reserve the majority of my coaching time to work with young women. And this summer, I'm actually rolling out a new program, and it's about learning to intentionally create our goals goal setting the way I teach it begins actually with developing a relationship with yourself and then also with God. And it's about listening or learning to listen to those inner stirrings that each one of us has, those desires that we've been given, and then learning how to create from those. And so setting goals, it isn't about obtaining more worth. It's about learning your worth. And it's about learning your true identity and then growing into that becoming. So results are great. It's always what we're aiming for, but it's about the journey. And that's what's so exciting about being a coach in this circumstance is watching your girls discover Their amazingness. And this will be an eight week program, and it's going to be beginning on Tuesday, June 14th. Our sessions will be Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and we'll be working in a group setting this time. And I have found that girls just gain so much security and validation in watching others be coached and watching others ask questions that maybe they're a little too shy to ask when one on one, because they start to realize a couple of things, but One of them is that we are more alike than we are different." And that is powerful. So if you and your daughter are interested in having her devote an hour a week to her development, the best way to contact me is to follow my Instagram account, Carrie Hickenlooper Coaching. Because, and because I hate the gimmicks that lure you in and have you watch a whole half hour webinar, and then they tell you the price, or then they tell you, contact me and I'll tell you the price. I'm just going to let you know because I know that's what you're wondering. The cost for the program is $200. Now, if the date and the time don't work for you, but you'd really like your daughter to participate and she would like to participate as well, that's important. That's that's a really important factor in this. I don't want you to be afraid to reach out and just let's see what's possible. Let's see what we can do. And as far as what types of goals the girls are working on. It's all sorts. It's anything from developing a better relationship with yourself or with family members or increasing friendships. It can be physical goals that they desire to achieve or a habit that they desire to break or develop. It's anything that's on the heart and mind of your young women. So if you're interested in signing your young woman up, I encourage you to contact me as soon as you know you want to do this, because I know there are some women out there older than 18 who are thinking, I'm not a young woman, but I would like to get unstuck in creating my true desires. I want to be able to move forward and I'd like to learn new approaches about how to handle my circumstances differently. And I hear you. Again, usually I reserve the bulk of my coaching during the summer for young women because they're out of school, but reach out. Let me see what we can work out. Even if it's just putting you on the schedule for fall, let's just get you on there, okay? Just go to my Instagram account, Carrie Hickenlooper Coaching, and message me. And Even if you aren't interested in coaching right now, I invite you to join me there. I give little tips on developing and keeping a spiritual mindset, which is so needed in this day and age, but always needed because we are spiritual beings and we are all doing mortality. And so let's just try and get through mortal life with as little scar tissue as possible, right? Okay, let's get started on today's topic. Today, I wanted to speak a little more about the effects of anger. Anger is one of those strong emotions. It's probably one of the strongest emotions that we experience. And it's often, and it often feels hot and flashy and it rises up really quick in our bodies and it has a very strong energy that's attached to it, right? It gives us a rush of adrenaline or strength even. It can help us hyper-focus on the details that we start to have angry thoughts around, and we might even find ourselves reacting to those thoughts before we even have time to process that we're having thoughts. Sometimes these thoughts are, are subconscious, that we're not exactly aware of them in the moment. And often, we don't want to even stay in this energy because it can feel really uncomfortable it can feel overwhelming. It can even feel overpowering. It sometimes feels like it can just swoop in and take over and completely derail us from the direction we really desire to go. And so sometimes we try and escape anger or we try and mask it. That's why anger is often used by others to try and gain power over other people. Because if you can stir up a people, they then become reactive and they're not clearly thinking about everything and they're using their lower brain and so they start making rash decisions and they don't take in all of the factors and you can use that powerful energy that anger creates in easily swaying people to do what you would have them do that is what all three of our examples from last week did remember they used anger to stir the lamanites up to anger And they knew, they knew that the Lamanites were vulnerable when they were angry. And they also knew that the Lamanites were reactive. So what we learn here is that if we don't gain mastery over one of the biggest human emotions that we experience as a mortal, we will always be vulnerable to those who are cunning and who use anger to control others. And I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be manipulated. And I know you don't either. So, this really becomes a self-reliance skill, doesn't it? Learning how to feel anger and knowing what to do with it when we do experience anger so that we can remain healthy and, and not deviate in our journey of becoming. This is so very much a part of that journey. Don't think you've gone off the rails when you start to feel anger. Instead, just say, I want to master it. Right? I want you to notice In in or reflect back on our past episodes, notice the lack of self-reliance that the Lamanites possessed because their anger was unbridled. Not only did they sign themselves up for battle, putting their lives at risk, sometimes they were even forced or tricked into fighting when they really didn't even want to. Not only were they objectified by their leaders who held very little value for the lives of their men not only did they have physical, mental, and the emotional toll of having to carry around the burden of anger, but they just punched themselves in their own face because of it. Let me show you what I mean. In chapter 53 in Alma, the Lamanite prisoners are put to work and they are burying the dead of the Nephites and also the dead of the Lamanites. And Lehi, who's a Nephite captain, is put in charge of them. And once they're done, he then marches them to the land of Bountiful where the great Teancum is in charge. And following Moroni's orders, Teancum then has the prisoners start to build up the breastwork of timbers upon the uh, the inner banks or the ditch that surrounded the city of Bountiful. In fact, they're even digging the ditch and they're piling up this dirt and then they built up the dirt against the timbers and then were ordered to make it exceedingly high. And because of their efforts, because of what they worked so hard on, Bountiful became a significant Nephite stronghold. And it was in Bountiful, actually, where these prisoners remained imprisoned. So, their anger, their transgressions, and their pride led them to build up walls. And I'm talking high and exceedingly strong walls that encircled them, that imprisoned them. And these walls were built by their own hands. How often do we entrap ourselves with invisible walls that we've built up with our own anger? How often do we feel that we just can't escape or we can't switch gears because our anger has effectively imprisoned us and we can't see a way out? And the problem that many of us find ourselves in is if we don't know how to effectively feel anger and not react to it, we in a blink of an eye can have those walls built up so fast and so strong around us. And we mistakenly believe that the anger Might even be protecting us, but it isn't. It is imprisoning us. Now, again, I don't want you to despair. I really do believe this is a part of our mortal journey that we're supposed to gain experience about. You may have some walls that are built up right now, and today I just want to offer you a few tools that you can start beginning your process of developing mastery over this very strong emotion. But this can be used for every emotion that you're not liking. Okay, just know that. And these tools that I'm going to teach you today are to help us develop mastery over all human emotions that are destructive. As long as we're handling them in a carnal way. They're not destructive to us if we handle them masterfully. There is a way to handle emotions exaltedly. And just so you know, I'm not talking about ever not feeling an emotion, like the absence of ever feeling anger. I'm talking about equipping you so you know exactly what to do when you experience an emotion like anger. That is what mastery is. And the hope is, is that when we master it, the influence or the reoccurrence or even the intensity of it will become less and less. And what I want you to remember today is I'm going to teach you pause, observe, own, question, choose. Five steps, okay? So when we begin to feel that hot flash of anger, the first step is to pause and just experience it. Again, many of us do not like to do that. When we experience anger, it isn't one of those pleasant emotions. But how you master something is you become willing to experience it. So you're not going to push it away or deny that you're feeling it. Your job is to pause and you're going to recognize it. You're going to feel it and you're going to even name it. I am feeling anger. And I want you to notice that during this pause, you aren't reacting yet you're not reacting out of anger if you know if this needs to be a timeout if this just needs to be you removing yourself from the situation so that you can pause do it because what you're doing is you are slowing things down which a quick emotion requires doesn't it So the first step is getting out of your lower brain and into your mind. And that's where your true identity can call the shots. So we're going to slow things down and we're going to pause. And then we're going to observe what does anger feel like in your body and where do you feel it? And we go into more details about feeling emotions in my coaching business. But I want you to just feel in your body So that you can know what anger feels like. And that's how you develop more awareness. So that you can recognize it more quickly the next time you feel it. And the third step is you're going to own it. Not only owning that you feel anger, but also owning that you're the creator of that anger. No one can stir you up to anger unless you give them permission to do so. Owning your feelings is owning that you create them. And feelings are the results of the sentences that you're thinking at that time. So during this owning it step, what do you think that we're going to do? We're going to own our thoughts. And you can do this, you can write them down, or you can just kind of observe the thoughts that are floating through your mind. They might be zipping through your mind because anger is a very fast emotion. But I just want you to no- notice even just one sentence that seems to create or have your anger rise up when you think it. And when you find that sentence, you have found a thought that you just need to question. And by questioning, which is the next step, I'm talking about asking yourself two questions. Well, there's several, but two main questions. Is this question coming from fear? Like, am I afraid I'm failing? Am I afraid that my worth is on the line? Am I afraid that I am going to lose something like someone or something is at risk of being taken away from me and I really believe that my best life requires that? And I've told you before how much I love the work of Kim Giles. And so if this really resonates with you, I encourage you to look up her work because she teaches that all of our poor behaviors is coming from some sort of fear. And I love the awareness of asking yourself, am I afraid right now? Because we are commanded to not be afraid doubt not, fear not. I know that the creator knows that his creations are most vulnerable and just don't perform the way they desire to behave when they're afraid. So I love the awareness that we get about ourselves when we ask, am I afraid? Because remember, spiritually, fear is a pride thing. And we can really put off our fear when we start to notice what we're afraid of, we can then start to course correct, right? We can start to look at things in a different way, in a less fearful way. And the second question that I want you to ask yourself is this thought even true? Is it 100% true? Because if there is any evidence that you can find that actually pokes holes at the thought that you're having, then the thought isn't a fact. And whether or not you believe a thought is actually optional, and it's actually completely up to you. And so how does this help knowing this? I can give you two blessings that come from this question of discovering, is this absolutely 100% true? And the first one is, when you gather evidence that shows that your thought isn't true, it actually begins to loosen up the power that that thought is having over you, it loosens up the control. And then the emotion of anger, it actually begins to deescalate. And that's a blessing, right? Because when that anger deescalates, what escalates? Clear thinking, right? And what this is doing is it's getting you out of your carnal brain and into your spiritual mind. And when we do this, we begin to feel the first inklings of compassion because we're exploring other points of view besides the one that is causing us anger and is hurting us. And then when we begin to feel compassion, that is really like pouring water to extinguish out the fire of anger. And so the second blessing is you discover that no one, no one but you is hurting you. And it's so much easier when you, when you learn that, when you, when you feel that in your bones, it's so much easier than to just make peace with yourself because you are 100% responsible for your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And I know at first it feels disempowering. You want to argue and you want to tell me that, no, that person is mean and they're hurting you, but Really, this is where you start to gain a lot of self mastery and control over how you govern yourself when you realize I'm the one causing my hurt through what I'm choosing to think and believe. So, by the time that you go through each of these steps, you're pausing, you're observing, you're owning, and you're questioning. You are now out of your carnal brain. And that's the place where the natural man is residing, who is afraid and who doubts and he has enmity towards God and others and also against your true identity. And you are now in your spiritual mind where you can start to receive revelation and you can start to receive solutions to the situation. You have now tapped into your heart and mind and you can now use your agency effectively where it works for you instead of working against you. You are now creating something that you intentionally desire to create versus creating something that is imprisoning you instead of creating walls. Okay, so the last step that we're talking about is your choosing. It's using your agency to choose how you desire to move forward. It's using your agency to choose what you want to create here, okay? What behavior is it that you want to have? What action do you want to take? Now, sometimes... All of this awareness stuff, and sometimes it happens way after the fact, because that anger and that reaction can happen so fast that it feels like emotional whiplash, doesn't it? And I just want you to know that's okay. Life is a classroom, and you haven't failed the test. Because in our classroom, we have erasers and retakes thanks to the atonement of Jesus Christ. So what I encourage you to do is I encourage you to recall the experience where you felt angry and maybe things did not, weren't handled the way you desired them to be handled. And I want you to then go through the steps that I gave you. And and I want you to recall what did it feel like when you were angry? What thoughts did you have? And then were those thoughts because you were afraid? Were those thoughts even true? And then I want you to remember what did you do when you were angry? What actions did you take or maybe reactions did you have or what inactions did you do? And if you didn't pause in the moment that you were then angry, it's very possible that there were some actions that you that you did that you're not really proud of that didn't serve you. And all this awareness isn't to shame you, but it's to help you then change course. It's, help, it's to help you repent, to change direction, to change your mind about the course that you were on, and then to develop a fresh view of yourself and God and the world around you. So friends, this is how we break down the walls that we've built with our own hands. Can you imagine how emotionally self-reliant the Lamanites would have been if they would have just learned how to manage their anger? I think the Book of Mormon probably would have had a completely different result, a different outcome, right? I think if the Lamanites knew how to control their anger, maybe it would have served the Nephites. Instead, The Lamanites, because of their lack of mastery over their human emotions, they were then objectified and then they were acted upon and they became prisoners because of the choices that they made. And those choices brought them captivity and death, just like our anger does. But if we can gain mastery over our human emotions, we can have a full mortal experience without being worked upon. We can learn how to be exalted, and even exalted above the most powerful human emotion that we can feel. Doesn't that sound like good work to do? No more rolls. Instead, because of the work you've done, you can just walk right out and away from anger. Okay, you've got this. Again, if you're interested, just come and join me on Instagram at Carrie Hickenlooper Coaching. And this is that's kind of where we talk more about these sorts of things. All right. Have a good one.